the college experience off season and bowl game preview a little bit on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by MyBookie.ag. just in time for the holidays. My bookies giving away free bets, free spins and odds boost every day from now until Christmas, you get to unwrap a brand new gambling gift. And of course, a free deposit bonus of up to a thousand dollars with the promo code SGP. You play, you win, you get paid over at mybookie.ag. We're also brought to you by Ace per head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers, and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. We're also brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code SGP at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code SGP. And last but not least, we're brought to you by myself, Colby Dan, AKA the Dantabase. Come out Wednesday, December 18th. If you're in the Los Angeles area, Playa del Rey, California at Prince of Wales at 9 30 PM to my ninth annual Toys for Tots stand-up comedy night featuring Tommy Gimler, even Sean Green. Come on out and support live comedy and a great cause. We're going to give a bunch of ki- kids a gift for the Christmas holidays. That's once again, Wednesday, December 18th, 9.30 p.m., Playa del Rey, Prince of Wales. Come on out. Yes. Yes. Woo. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the college experience. My name is Colby swinging database dent. <laughs> and we are home. We are finally back to the way things are supposed to be. Cause in studio, we got the limousine riding jet flying. Burrito sideline eating, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Oh, woo! Now you see what I did there, buddy. I don't want to ask how you're doing first. I'm going to say, you see what I did there? I avoided the former, former James Madison defensive back. Current because, douchebag. Yeah, because we don't need to talk about James Madison football. They I got lucky against the I Panthers. I think we do need to cover it. When, when, when the opposing team doesn't cross midfield until, oh, sometime late in the fourth quarter. That reminds me of when we played Centerville my senior year of high school, right? Mm -hmm. On our homecoming, who was the eventual Division VI highest highest division of uh, Virginia football state champion, right? Good job, athletic director scheduling Centerville Mm -hmm. for homecoming. And we didn't cross the 50-yard line until late in the fourth quarter of that game. Uh, same thing that Northern Iowa experienced against the Dukes of JMU. Well, I, I want to call out that I thought there was a fumble in the first play of the game that, uh, they would have had multiple snaps on, on, they did miss two really bad ones. That was, I don't understand how they overturned that. It was a yeah. fumble on the field. There was it was like one. 35 players there. <laughs> I could not see 
where the fuck the ball went down. Yeah. I mean, yes, it theoretically it could have, it could have been down. Yeah. But I'm saying from what we saw, which apparently was what they saw. Yeah. That I don't understand how they overturned that. Now, now here's the thing. Regardless, yeah, Northern Iowa did have no offense. Jamie would have won the game. Sure. But that was the first play of the game and momentum would have swung drastically and they would have recovered the ball at like the 22 yard line. Yeah. So they would have probably gotten three or seven. I believe the other one that they uh, were clearly wrong about and, and for whatever reason didn't overturn was also in JMU territory. Look, I'll take it. JMU is still the better team. I watched that whole game. Yeah. And I hate to tell I mean, you this. We fucking convert. We, we failed to convert in their red zone like five times. Like, yeah, they have a good defense. That's their strength. Yeah. Is they, their defense. They, they tighten up pretty yeah. good down near down in that red zone. But all that to say, we're marching on, baby. We're wasn't marching it, wasn't on. it great to see a real playoff in cold weather? It was like football the way it's supposed to be meant to be played. You know, what's great about that. There are 16 teams in that quarterfinal round, right? And that was the second round of the playoffs. Wow. Meaning there were 24 teams to start that playoff. It's amazing what can happen when you actually right. don't go fucking after the money and all the right. bullshit. When you have six times as many teams in the playoffs. Yeah. Right. And it's an awesome playoff. I watched Montana Weber state in the snow in Utah. I saw some of the Montana state Austin P game. I watched Illinois state play North Dakota state close, beautiful football. Better. It's better than the, than the, the invitational. I would rather watch these games in the invitational. If these teams had any clout whatsoever, the format without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, that's the, that's the thing. That's the tough sell to the people is what you're fighting is the fact that like the teams they're watching are the best in college football with the exception of the teams that aren't playing in that, in the big tournament at the uh, FBS level. Um, but clearly they're superior teams than the teams in the FCS playoffs. So they're just going to, people are just going to say, ah, that's the, that's the, that's the junior playoff, you know, but the format is way better. Yeah. And they also play games in cold weather, which, which we is can... also a, a format fucking <laughs> flaw in the uh, FBS playoff too. You know, no, uh, F yeah, the FBS, F yeah, FBS, yeah, FBS invitational, yeah, yeah. what have you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I will, I will say the same thing too. It's, it's amazing to see a, a game being played North of whatever. Yeah. The they do like middle. one bowl game at like Yankee stadium or something that the pinstripe bowl or some shit like yeah. that. But, but, but a game and, that matters. And, and they do one in like Boise, but it doesn't matter. All the yeah. New Year's six games are Miami. That's the probably the lowest Orleans, point in the United States. New Orleans Arizona. touches the Southern border of the United yeah. States. Atlantis, the fucking heart of the South. Uh, yeah. Arizona, yeah. a border touching state. But even the Outback is in Orlando. That's a pretty powerful one. Like, oh, why are they all in the fucking South? Yeah. The why? Bowl, Outback Bowl, whatever the fucking three. Uh, I, don't, I, I just don't like bowl games in general. I don't care about the history. Delete all that. Well, a lot of them don't even have history, you know? They should move it around like the final four. They should. They should do that. Do they it in Buffalo one year. Do it in fucking same state, same field, both games. But better yet, look, for a fucking championship game, they do it down in Frisco, Texas for the FCS. I'm fine with that. It's 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 geographically neutral. I'm fine with moving it around. I think if moving you want, it around is better because even look, even if you have the championship game itself in a beautiful warm weather location every year, I'm fine with that, you know? But I'm not. I mean it would be better if it wasn't. Yeah. But I'm fine with it if it is. Because weather the elements is football. Sure. You know I agree I mean? with like, you. I agree with you. And it, so as long as there's a 
limitation that the 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 game will, the championship game or whatever game will be played in a fair weather condition, then a team that's built to play in fair weather conditions is always going to be at the advantage in that particular game. Of course, but if you can put a 16 team or even an 18 playoff in place and play the first two or first three rounds in varying weather conditions and reward the home team, reward the higher ranked team with yeah. home field advantage. Yeah. You get Ohio state hosting. Maybe and they it doesn't even have to be a true host to me. Like I, I would, I'm cool with it being a host, but I'm saying even if they're like, okay, give them at regional, almost yeah, like they do it soldier with, field with college, with college basketball in the tournament. They're like, yeah. okay, they put, okay. So Duke will be, they'll play them in Charlotte. Yeah. So a lot of Duke fans will come up. They'll have the, they'll have the majority of the crowd or they'll play them down in Atlanta. Close <clears> enough. Yeah. Yeah, Washington will have to go across the country and play. I'm all on board with that. If they had a worse season, sure, make them come across. Yeah, but I just don't like. To me, there's a clear uh, bias that that you could play the games at, in the South. I mean, so pretty much like when Hawaii played Georgia, yeah, uh, or Hawaii plays anybody. But I'm saying the fact that they had to go to Louisiana or Atlanta, whatever it was, you said it was Louisiana, uh, New Orleans or whatever. Yeah, New Orleans. I'm saying what that, or even the fact that Bama, when Bama played uh, Utah, I believe that was either New Orleans or, or that was New Orleans yeah. as well. I believe. I mean, that's a gigantic advantage for for for. I mean, it's like a two hour drive. I've been to, I've driven through Alabama to New Orleans. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's bullshit. I'm sure it's more than two, but no, it's not. Not. I don't think so. I mean, it depends where in Alabama. Right. I'm saying I made the trip from Pensacola to New Orleans in not much time. Yeah. I mean, a, a few hours, but not not like eight hours or anything. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Well, it wasn't bad at all. Yeah. Gotcha. But, uh, well, well, let me ask you this hypothetically, let's just have a little fun with this. And I know say you stuck with the bowl format because you're a traditionalist, right? I hate the bowl format. Sure. But they're not, they're clearly not above elevating bowls that have very little historical fucking background to a point of like the peach bowl, for example, had never been more than like, I don't know that the peach bowl ever had two top 10 teams in it. Prior I've to never like, known anyone in my life. Yeah. I like personally know. No, I know like Keith Jackson and, and that has actually said, well, the, the game I watch every each year is the Rose bowl or, yeah. or the, the out, the outback bowl. Yeah. No, it's a fucking made up thing. Right. It's the money driven, the, driving this thing. Yeah. And it's a sponsor money. Yeah. And I'm just like back in the seventies when there were like five bowl games and like, the only bowl that a Big Ten team went to was the Rose Bowl. Yeah, so I get it. But that yeah, generation's yeah. pretty much dead. Yeah. All right? Yeah. It's over. All right? They're done. We're moving to the future. Yeah. Fuck them. Oh, <laughs> I got a cold. I'm just fucking holding back coughs. How you been, buddy? Buddy. Life's good. I'm about to go home for Christmas. Going home for Back Christmas, to the East. I missed. I should have gone fucking home a day earlier, but I'm a cheap-ass bastard. Going uh, home on Christmas? No, I'm going home on the 23rd while we're playing in Harrisonburg. I want to say on the 21st. You are a cheap bastard. So I you had a chance to get a burrito on the sideline one more time and go watch us whip Weber State's ass. Gonna be a hell of a game in Harrisonburg. I, can we do a little history? Didn't Weber State play at JMU a few years ago? Uh, now you're gonna make me dig here. You dig, you dig, buddy. All right. Now, uh, I want to tell you also. The Patty sees a piece of shit. Cause let me tell you, I was in Milwaukee. I was in green Bay. I was in Chicago and I met up with a lot of college experienced fans. And they're like, where the fuck's Patty C? And I said, look, he's got his hand on a shaft right now. He's back in Los Angeles stroking one out. He's tugging. All right. 
but shout out to all the fans that came out and supported stand up comedy and met up with me. That was awesome. We beat we were state by three two years That's ago. That's what I'm saying. That was a great game. Yeah. I watched that game. Yeah. And uh, I want to say Weber State had their chances, maybe missed a field goal or something. I watched that entire game. They blew it. And now they get revenge. Nope. They get fucking They're revenge. They're coming they in got... to Bridgeforth. So so what's the strength of JMU's team, you think? Uh, I would say their offense, number one in the nation. I would say the strength of Weber State is they had, I think, five or six interceptions against Montana. Uh, fuck that. Look, Ben DiNucci has thrown some interceptions before. I want to say he threw five interceptions in the game against Colgate last year. So it's entirely possible that he can cut up, but he has grown quite a bit as a quarterback, right? The offense will get rolling this little cold weather, the rain and some miss like Iowa, uh, Northern Iowa being tough on defense in the red zone cost them a little bit, but JMU's probably going to hang the better part of 50 to 70 points. Weaver state's got the heart of champions. Gonna go across the country and beat your Dukes. We were right. Utah has some underrated sports. They do college sports, man. They're good. Oh, yeah, they are pretty good. They're good. Uh, Montana State beats Austin P. That was my lock. Uh, they travel now to Bismarck to take on North Dakota State. Well, North Dakota State. Eric Metcalf's son is on that Montana State Bobcat team. I would love to see him tear up JMU in Frisco. Ooh, who Montana state versus uh now North Dakota state kind of struggled, got the win against Illinois state, got the win, but they kind of struggled three field goals. Yeah. I mean, here we go again. Let's just talk about it. North Dakota state, Montana, Montana state, that section of the country, Weber state, Utah. Weber state yeah. begging for a few more teams yeah. to go have Mountain West. Step it up. That's right. Give me mountain West junior. And I say Northern Iowa joins the Mac. Even so, North Dakota State could join the Mac. They could split it up. The Mountain West and you can and, take and Northern Mac. Illinois out of the Mac and uh, oh, you, but you're saying okay, Northern, Northern Iowa is decent though. What do you mean? Yeah, no, no. I'm saying oh, I, I didn't. Or Illinois said, State. I didn't realize you said joins the Mac. Northern Iowa. Yeah, I'm saying look, they could Illinois join State's the, a good team too. Yeah, Illinois State, Northern Iowa. And either North Dakota State or South Dakota State. So they're the they're going to expand westward like the Big Ten did, kind of. They could, uh, yeah. But I, I, part of me, one, I think the North Dakota State is good enough to be in the Mountain West, though. I think they would own the MAC. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. I think they would own the fucking MAC. So I think they should go to the Mountain West, where that actually them and Boise could be a great rival. Well, I think based on their uh, their track record here, they sh- they should be able to uh, bargain themselves into that. You know, dude, those would be great games too, like San Diego State. At North Dakota State, yeah, Utah State at, or or you know North Dakota State at Utah State or Boise, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boise. Boise, Boise. There you go. <coughs> so yeah, there's a nice tournament going on semifinals this weekend uh, at their respect. What is it, the the Fargo Dome? Yeah, and uh, and Bridgeforth Stadium in Harrisonburg, and then the winner is presumably what we've been looking at all along. Yeah, the Alabama versus Clemson of the FBS. Yeah, yeah, FCS. FCS. Yeah. Right. Now, I'm excited for this. I even saw Greg McElroy. I almost I didn't do this. I should have. Yeah. I blame the medication that I'm on for being sick for a fucking week. I'm still sick. But walking around with your dick shriveled up. Yep. Smaller than a fucking up. piece of rice. And uh Greg McElroy tweeted that there's no football on this past weekend. Yeah. And I said, What are you talking about, dude? FCS playoffs. 
right? You should know these teams. They're the teams that, that the sec doesn't schedule, <laughs> right? They, they, they schedule the shitty right. FCS teams. They'll schedule the Bethune cook. Yeah. But um, yeah, what else we got? Let's let, let's go through some coaching hires. But yeah, dude, you missed it. You should have came in the Midwest. There's a bunch of college experience t-shirts, bunch of sports gambling podcast t-shirts. Shout out to all the fans that came out in Chicago. It came out in Milwaukee. You know, it's amazing to hear that. It's amazing to hear that they travel or they're just on site. I know that you you mentioned a few of them traveled, traveled quite a distance to come out and support. It's fucking love. We love you guys out there. Let's keep this thing rolling. And as a reminder, if you did show up and I haven't got your address, message me. I will send you some SGP merch. Boom. Boom. Uh, let's talk uh, FC or FBS college football. We got some uh, wheelings and dealings going on in the coaching world. Patty C before we get to a few of the bowl games this weekend, we could also rate what bowl game. I mean, we'll get there. Um, Boston college fired Steve Adazio and they hired Jeff Halfley. Uh, he was Ohio State's defense coordinator for one year. Your thoughts. Um, I mean, it kind of reeks of, uh, the Alabama thing. It's just latch onto the big name program and, you know, grab the first guy that comes off. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. I would say, well, I mean, maybe Ohio state has a slightly better track record than Alabama. Um, but who are some Ohio state, uh, coaching Chris Ash was a great hire. (laughs) Who's now the defensive coordinator at Texas. Yeah. Just got hired today after having a miserable run at Rutgers. Um, Tom Herman, another one of the Ohio state coaching tree at Texas, uh, not really working out. So, um, Big we'll year see. for him next year. It is. It it's is a big, a big year, for him. year for him next year. Uh, who else on the Ohio State? I mean, Alex Grinch, I guess, had a decent year when you're Oklahoma and you're Didn't only they lead the uh, Big Twelve in turnovers or something. The turnovers I've created. Yeah, yeah, they improved. I want to say yeah. they were in like the seventies. They dropped. I think it's down a good like first year considering you're walking into the same personnel. Yeah, that you had. Yeah, but their still, personnel is the, far still superior the on their team. Yeah, it's still yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. But it's um, Big Twelve football, so what do you expect? The so, offenses are probably a little more explosive of their opponents, and they're just soft bitches. Uh, from a defensive standpoint, I'm gonna give this speaking. higher. We're gonna grade these. Okay, I'm gonna give it a C. I don't know enough about the guy. You know that when you get that one year revolving door kind of thing going on, you don't really build a a knowledge of this guy's. Okay. prowess as a coordinator and certainly as a head coach, he has no track record. Now, so. now here's what I like app state, Sean Clark. Okay. Clark has been with the program the past four years. Yeah. Under Satterfield and Drinkowitz. Drinkowitz leaves from Missouri, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah. Uh, this guy had been rumored to, he apparently had been doing his, doing his, doing a great job there. Yeah. So, you stay with the program, stay with the guy who probably won't flock after one year. Yeah. Fuck you, Eli Drinkowitz. Yeah. And I like it. I'm going to give it a B. You never know with these uh, in-house hires until, uh, until, until you see what they do, but oh, you don't want to get th- another one. That's going to leave it through a year. Yeah, that's true. It's like, why go get a hot name? If it's like the fucking yeah. douchebag yeah, using and you're leaving on an 11, one season. Come yeah. on. Um, I'll say this though. From what I've seen, generally speaking, when there's a huge buzz from the players, a huge demand, 
by the players to keep this guy or, or go with this guy and promote him <laughs> internally. Success. David Shaw, Dabo Swinney, both or guys. Drawn. Huh? Or drum. Yeah. Yeah. Like when there's that demand, it's like, maybe there's something there to it, you know, which makes you think that, uh, maybe fucking almost fucked up by not getting Matt Luke another chance. Yeah. But Joey Freshwater, good recorder, right? Good recruiter. So I think but, it's, I'm going to, we'll get there in a second, but yeah, I think yeah. I don't, I'm not high on that one, but, um, well, we just know, <laughs> we know what the ceiling is on that one. All right. Memphis goes, uh, Memphis goes with an in-house guy on Orion Silverfield. Um, he's been with the program since two six, 2016. So he's been under uh, Fuente and Norvell. Okay. Um, I don't, I, I mean, he's Same never thing. been a head coach. I don't know what to say besides that, but fuck Mike Norvell once again. And fuck you. Yeah. drink for leaving their teams. And more so than either of that. Fuck the system for allowing it to happen. Yeah. The NCAA should put in rules. You shouldn't be able to leave your team and you're fucking, you shouldn't be able to leave your team at all. Finish the fucking season. What yeah. is the point? Oh, we care about the student athletes. Yeah. Right, no, right. You, you don't clearly because these teams could go 12 and one or 13 and one, whatever the fuck it is. Right. And that could be the best team in school history or conference history, which it often is. Yes. Which it was for Cincinnati before Brian Kelly left. It's fuck. Yeah. Fuck it is Brian from Memphis. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, before Norvell leaves. Um, yeah. It's ridiculous. Every time you point that out, it's like before I was resigned to, the conclusion that, Hey, this is just the world works with the way the, the system works, but no, and no Guess other what? sport. Do they do that? We can change the system. Yes. In order to either a start the fucking postseason directly after the regular season or B make yeah. put rules in place that penalize, like severely penalize. And this is where we should say and, sh- sh- shout out to Scott Frost for actually owning up to that. Yeah. Nebraska game, big bucks. He said, no, yeah, I got to honor fucking UCF. I'm going to win a national championship. Yeah. You want to win, and he did. Yeah, and 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 that's to me all it takes. But I mean, yeah, I think obviously there should be a rule in there. Yeah, if you're gonna let, if you can't let, if you're gonna be able to do that, then players should be able to transfer every game of the season. Well, I mean, I think the problem is systemic because um, if you're gonna ask a coach to like sacrifice a, a complete career altering move and, and uh, give away like a $5 million contract that he, you know, maybe was making a million at Memphis or something yeah. because he's not ready to leave yet where, where they need to make the coaching hire to take advantage of the early recruiting yeah. period. NCAA should step in and say, you cannot hire new head coaches yeah. until January 1st. Yeah. Or what, 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 yeah. What, actually, I mean, yeah, January 13th. Yeah. Which is stupid. Uh, Even yeah. if they made the playoff, they pushed it back and we just did the, the season right. you know, a different timing. Didn't yeah. have a month off. Now think about this. Yeah. Think about this. Think about this. I was thinking about this the other day. Bowl game stats are so retarded. Okay, right. USC in any uh, other every other year, their last game of the season is either against Notre Dame or against UCLA, right? Yes. The year that they host Notre Dame, it's the week after Thanksgiving, right? The week they play UCLA is the week before Thanksgiving. So say November twenty first. Yeah. Or November twentieth, right? Then should they go eleven and one, right? Maybe not win their division, but still get into the playoff because say Utah goes twelve and zero in their division yeah. and uh, goes to the playoff as well. USC gets in at eleven and one. Then there's a six week break, right, <laughs> before they play a team, right? Yeah, and then they get a two week break after, and that. then they get a two. So they'll have Assuming played win one game in the last two months. 
That's horrible. That's a, it's like a different fucking, it's it, it literally almost a different season that they're in. No, it's a terrible system. Uh, it's this terrible. It's uh, look, I love college football. I love the actual games, Yeah. but it's a, it's the worst system going. Yeah. Like there's no, like, why should teams have to wait that long? Why is there a month off? Even for this national championship game, we were talking about this pre podcast. Yeah. Let's not be bitter for too long here. Let's keep the fans. But, but I'm saying Clemson hasn't played much all year. I'm going to fucking sneeze, but yeah. Um, and who knew it's not their fault. The ACC was that bad, but I will say they get in and now all of a sudden they get a month to prepare for, uh, Ohio, State. Ohio State, which Ohio State gets to prepare for them. But I would still just say it, 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 it if they were just playing week in, week out, Ohio state's been through the grinder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, Clemson has not. Right. You know what I mean? So it benefits Clemson. Well, more in my opinion, it certainly levels the playing field, you know, you know, more so than winning a month. If anything that ruins like your chemistry. Yeah. Well, absolutely on that front. Yeah. Like, I mean, it does throw a a wrench into like, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of coaches, a lot of players have said, Bowl season is like a completely separate season. It's just a terrible idea. Everything about it's terrible. Players are sitting out, coaches leaving. Everything is fucking terrible about it. There's not one benefit I can see from it. Right. What is the one benefit? I mean, the there are benefits to it, but when you what, what is the benefit when, to playing in January? Well, for example, some coaches like want to make bowls so they have the opportunity to have two or three oh, weeks well, more practice. of practice. Okay, right? but you can still. How about you reward everyone with two or three more weeks of practice, NCA? Right after the season. Yeah, there you go. Jesus, am I a fucking genius or is this that obvious? <laughs> All, right. All right, look. Um, Adazio lands at Colorado State. What do you think? I like it. I, I thought he was a. I, I agree with you that he didn't take advantage of. The fact that like he never got he's 57, 55 or 57 and 55 in nine seasons as a head coach at BC. He was 44 and 44. I think he can coach X's and O's. I think he's a good coach, but as far as developing players and maybe even like recruiting and developing uh, talent, uh, I'm not sure how good he is at that, but what are you going to grade this one for Colorado state? C plus MSAC. Yeah. Um, Willie Taggart. Have you seen this one to uh, FAU? Yeah. I like it. He can recruit, you know, Florida state may just be in a state of fucking, uh, he, he, did, upheaval. he did good at West, at Western Kentucky and, and South Florida took him, I think three or four years. Yeah. So I, I think- mean, Florida state for whatever reason, <laughs> culturally, is they they've become Miami, whereas like they always kind of have been Miami, you know, just extreme talent. That's how about all those uh, maybe so talented that they can overcome the like terrible culture, you know? Yeah. But and then sometimes they can't overcome it, you know. But I think like once they get a national champion, it's the same thing with like it's the exact same thing now that happens at Miami, where Miami didn't have Bobby Bowden to like, you know, keep them steady for two decades. Miami had to go through like five year periods of like yeah. crashing and coming up and crashing and coming up. Like now Florida state's going through that. I'm curious your thoughts on Manny Diaz and how many players have flipped from Miami recently. Well, 
Here's the thing. We talked about him putting the fence around Miami, but well, that fence getting hopped, son. That fence is getting <laughs> hot. You know, they are escaping. Um, look, Manny, you got to, you got to do something. You're Mr. It wasn't his dad, the mayor of Miami. I, I want to say, I think so. Something yeah. Like that. You got to If you're going to take that approach, if that you, you, you got to make it work and winning a bowl game, who'd they, who'd they draw in their bowl game? Louisiana tech. That's not going to do anything for them. There's a useless bowl game that doesn't need to happen. There's a loss that's going to happen. <laughs> That'd be great. Your boy. Um, Willie Tiger, though, what do you grade that? For FAU? Yeah. B. I think B as well. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Arroyo to UNLV. He was Oregon's offensive coordinator. They were flirting with Dave Aranda, and they decided to go offense instead. Yeah. I remember Marcus Arroyo because I believe he was a quarterback at San Jose State back in the 90s. Right? But sure. <laughs> I, I think that's the same Marcus Arroyo. Um, the name does ring a bell. I don't know what to think here. Look, I think that a lot of the nation is probably still in love with the high fly Oregon with their crazy uniforms every week and yada, yada, yada. They're a little speed demon offense. But who's to say that this Oregon team isn't as good or better than any of those Oregon teams? You know, sure, they fucking choked a game away or two. Let me let me say this. You guys are hearing it here first. Oregon will be in the playoff next year. <laughs> Play Ohio State. In Autzen. They're going to lose week one. North Dakota State? Yep. Oregon will be in the playoff next year. No. They have this pretty boy redshirt freshman quarterback right now. <laughs> he was a four-star out of Arizona. All day. All right. Who do they get in the Pac-12 away games? <sighs> Their schedule breaks breaks nicely, and, and that's why I think I uh, I looked just at like it. you said this year, huh? I was trying to identify who the teams are going to be. By the way, me and you both went four known conference championship week. Boom! Killed Eight it. No combined. Killing it, folks. We are fire. throwing our dick up, up into heaven. Um, I'm looking for Oregon's schedule in 20. Uh, by the way, four and zero in our locks, not picking every game. There's more right. than four conference championships. Right, right, right. Four and zero in the important ones. Yeah, they do have a, a fun schedule next year. They start the season hosting North Dakota State. Loss. That's a win. Hosting last, Ohio the last, State. I think six games North Dakota State's played against the FCS. They're six and zero. Or they, the FBS. They haven't played Oregon though. They, not, they're they're losing Justin would, Herbert. Look, they're losing their best offensive player. I would love for North Dakota State to win that game. I'm, that's going to be a game. I'm telling you. That will be a game. Uh, that's going to be a game. Ohio State following. They're going to lose that. I think they, they start off 0 and 2. Then hosting Hawaii. Win. Their road games. Okay. Only four in conference. Oh, five, actually. So actually, that breaks bad for them. But not not a terribly hard road, road schedule. At Arizona. At California, uh, they're gonna lose at Cal. Cal would have beat them this year had had their their starting quarterback in Autzen. If if some butts are candy and that's to be Chris. Cal is gonna day. beat them at Colorado, at, at Oregon State, uh, Colorado. You see, Chenault and Nixon both came out. Boom. Oregon and State, at Washington next year, State, their home game. Oh, are, Washington State almost beat them this year. They should have beat them this year. Washington well, State, Leeds has got a, tr- yeah. a great track record against Oregon. Right. They're not winning that game in Pullman. Well, they, I I feel like they can afford to lose one of these and still, based on their name, have a chance. And, and assuming they win the Rose Bowl this year, start with a high enough ranking. Who are they playing in the Rose Bowl? Wisconsin. That's a shitty game. Okay, give me the others. 
So then they have Arizona State, Stanford, USC, and Washington at home. I mean, every one of those minus Stanford, which Stanford still gets can get up for a game. Sure, but they're all at home. You heard it here first with this like pretty boy. I think they might lose four next year. This gorgeously handsome blonde quarterback they have coming in. Oh Jesus! You got a you have a I have a man, man crush. crush on this I guy? do. I I just foresee the future. You know, he's gonna be a star. Does he look like uh, Don Mikowski? He, he, that's all I want to see. If if so, a flowing locks of Don yeah. Mikowski. He looks like Richie Rich. He's got like the perfect. How come quarterbacks like, don't do the eye, the 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 fucking the old school eye black? Yeah, you know Don Mikowski did the eye black. They do the cross. They do like some like uh, Van Helsing ha- shit. But hardly anyone does it. Yeah, a couple of them do. Well, not too many. Pussies, man. Yeah, I know, right? The ruined football. All right, Mark Marcus Arroyo. What are you rating? Grading that. I don't know shit about the guy. Uh, oh, fuck you. Thought they've they've had a decent offense though, so I'll give it a fucking C plus. Okay. You know they opened up at that new stadium. I've been tagging you in that UNLV. UNLV, boom. All right, I want to tell you guys before we get to the next part of the show that we are brought to you by MyBookie.ag. It's that time of year again. Christmas is coming, coming as fast as uh, Rocket Ishmael. <laughs> As fast as Patty C eating a fucking burrito. Fast as Patty C when he's fucking a six. That's about 30 seconds. Which was a long time ago because a six is a six, man. Yeah, right? true. I haven't had one of those in a while. Just kidding. Uh, Christmas is coming up quick. And as, as we're approaching, I'm going to fucking sneeze and barf. Uh, the 25th of December, which is Christmas. And our friends at MyBucky want to make your season special with 12 days of gifts. My book is already one of the most trusted and reputable sports books in the industry and it's holiday season and this holiday season, they're getting into the spirit of giving with 12 straight days of giveaways. That's right. 12 days of gifts, a brand new gift every single day. So you can take your game to the next level. They kicked off this promotion on the 14th with a free parlay for the UFC and they'll keep the gift that keeps giving to the 25th free bets, free spins, futures, and more. While Santa has his, they've checked off their list. They've got a little something coming for everyone. And this is the promotion that you won't want to miss, especially with the NBA and NHL in full swing and all the college bowl games around the corner, college basketball heating up. It's the holiday season, the best time of year for sports betting, parlays, teasers, specials, anything you could ever ask for. My book is here to make, to make Christmas great again, just like DT's making America great again, right? <laughs> uh, head over to mybookie.ag and use our promo code SGP to get half off your initial deposit bonus in free wagers. And that's just the start of your savings. Make sure to check out the site during the promotion because there's going to be something new every single day. And you're not going to want to miss that. You're going to want to take advantage of these deals. So sign up at mybookie with our code SGP and start winning today. Holy shit. That's a long fucking ad read. Not bad. Not bad. There's our guy right there. She, he looks like like a dude. That's like a fucking. That's pretty bad. Tyler, I almost hope he they go undefeated. Tyler Show S H O U G H. He's got to be from Southern California. <laughs> from uh, Arizona. Arizona. Yeah. Uh, he's so you tell me that guy's never surfed a day in his life. Well, have you ever watched the movie um, The North Shore? Of course. 
Of course. You know where he's from. Is he from Arizona? He's from Arizona. I don't remember that. I don't, I guess he's surfing on like little, like uh, man-made half, half pipe waves in that movie before he goes, uh, <laughs> this guy looks like such a tool. He kind of looks it's like hilarious. the guy. He looks like a the, villain in like Top Gun. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like Iceman a little bit. Tyler show people national championship as a red shirt freshman. I, I kind of have to root for that now yeah. just cause I love it when I see a good villain. Yeah. <laughs> I hope he's like Jimmy Clausen douchebag style. Right. Um, I'm we're in the middle of grading Patty C. Yeah. And I know that I'm about to sneeze every second. Finally, a coordinator left Clemson after like what? Five years. Uh, Our offensive coordinator, Jeff Scott took the South Florida job. Nice. What do you think of that? Uh, well, you got to figure at some point, you know, you got to take a chance on a team. That's like consistently knocking on the door of a national championship or winning it. You know, it's one thing to take the first guy that steps into the job and assume that he's part of the reason that they're winning those national championships. But when you have built a juggernaut and you're one of like only a few guys that have been in key position positions to build that yeah. for years on end. Yeah. Then you grab one of those guys eventually, you know, How do you I, see? Oh, this is a little off topic, but I've been sick ever since I, I licked some strippers nipples and perhaps some other parts of her. <laughs> <laughs> I've been sick for a second. I don't know if that's sick, buddy. I think they call that hepatitis. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Milwaukee. Man. Oh man. That is like, I had a few drinks in me <laughs> and she let it go. She was like, like almost like, Wanting more of that, and they're like, a different breed of. You know, my ex was from Milwaukee. <laughs> Actually, not from Milwaukee, <laughs> from Green Bay. Okay, well, I was in Green Bay. A girl from Green Bay broke my heart. Really? Yeah. Which ex? Do I know this girl? Shonda. Really? Yep. Green Bay Packers fan all the way. That was she, that was like a, 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 one of the reasons why you liked her. Well, yeah, uh, okay. she was a huge Packers fan, huge football fan. I had to love that. And then, uh, you know, actually paid for my food and shit would like sneak up to the counter and pay for shit. I was like, Oh, I come did you, back. Did you the- ever get gifted a cheese head for Christmas? I should have. I wish gave her some Packers gear, but, uh, um, <laughs> you gave her a cheese dick. <laughs> <laughs> I gave her. Yeah. Buddy. I've been sick for like fucking 10 days ever since I was in that fucking strip club. <laughs> All right. I'm You're blaming struggling. the fucking, it's either the strip club or the fucking cheese crudes or something. But Crudes. I've been sick for a lot. Whatever the fuck they call curds, it. curds, cr- <laughs> cheese cubes. I don't fucking know. Right. <laughs> Look, I'm sick. I'm on medication. Let's Cheers, do a buddy. fucking nice Woodford Reserve here. Colby um, is a classy dude. Keeps I, us drinking the high quality. Even stuff. when I'm even when I'm sick as shit. All right, UTSA hired, hired a guy named Jeff Trailer, who was a running backs coach. We don't need to talk on that's an F. All right, he was yeah. at Texas. That's an F. Which to me, I know that Eric Bieniemy. Is uh, is an offensive coordinator? How racist is college football? Do they ever the, hire a black head coach? Uh, There's a hundred and fucking twenty or thirty teams. Right. Ninety percent of the teams. players are black. Um, yeah, it is weird. Like but, Herm Edwards is working. I don't know if Sumlin isn't what they thought he would be, but I'm saying, look, there's good coaching candidates out there. Someone's doing okay. At not doing, yeah, not doing horrible. Yep. If anything, Fisher's doing exactly what he was doing at someone's, A&M. Someone's doing it every bit as well as like Dino Babers, great hire. Arizona team has done over the last fifty years. Look, Dino Babers had a minor setback, five and seven season, but I mean, it's still been a great hire for Syracuse yeah, overall. Yeah, uh, I'm sure Bianami could be great at uh, uh, a great. Well, who are some who are some black coaches that deserve to be? Uh, 
promoted or hired or considered for uh, Well, Charlie strong failed. Yeah. That one we can probably agree on here. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure there's some out there that have I've gotten shitted on. I mean, like we saw Herm Edwards land at Arizona state. He did a great job. Yeah. Better than we ever predicted. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's other and what former NFL coaches. Oh, uh, maybe they're just not getting promoted. I mean, maybe that maybe they don't have coaching jobs at and at, at any level. I was hoping Anthony Poindexter would get uh promoted, but I want to yeah. say that uh, where was he? Indiana or I think Illinois? At one point he was at Purdue, right? Purdue. Yeah. Maybe that was it. I know they had a historically bad defense when he was their defensive coordinator. So. <laughs> It um, could be bad timing. Look, it could be bad timing. I, I, I agree with you, but you're it, telling me there's not. Okay, well, look what Lovey Smith did this year. He took Illinois bowling. The, the proof's in the fucking pudding, man. I, you don't need to be a certain skin color to be a good fucking coach yeah. of a college university. It is pretty odd from a uh, percentage standpoint. It's beyond odd. Eric Bieniemy should be a head coach on the NFL level right. and the college but level. That's my whole point. Yeah. That's what I wanted to get to is that running backs coaches or former running backs, I should say, are so rarely uh, head coaches, you know, or even offensive coordinators. I feel like running backs are typically like kind of their ceiling is as a running backs coach. I don't know how many former running backs I can think of off the top of my head that ended up being head coaches, but it's not men. I know Ernest Biner's a coach, but I don't think he's a head coach. Yeah. Surprising. But, uh, Eric Bianami is doing a bang up job, but he's gotten overlooked a bunch of, for considering yeah. the success rate of Andy Reid's offensive coordinators. Yeah. I mean that to me shows the bias. Yeah, um, certainly. Certainly there, there's some, there's some, uh, definite resistance. Tony to Dungy, that. He can come in the college level. Sure. Tony Dun- did he win a super bowl? Don't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, pull a bill Walsh, go back to there. College. It is. He- uh, how about urban Meyer visiting the Redskins today? Really? Yeah. Was in Dan Snyder's box today. That would be that's classic Spurrier. Yeah. I guarantee you his system will not work at the pros. Yeah, he's gonna. Although I in. will say this, the college game is becoming much more prevalent on the pro level. Yeah, it's it's uh, transition. More of the spacing and 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 the spread yeah. is happening way way There's more. Fly sweeps. A lot of sure. that happens though. I feel like because of the pass interference rules, because of the like the, the football has kind of gotten it's taken a turn for the worst. <laughs> In my opinion, uh, especially pro football, Patriots cheated again. Petty C. They did. Are you about to die over there? I'm always dying. <laughs> Chloe's got hepatitis C. I do. One, <laughs> I was licking uh, some strippers' nipples, and <laughs> and maybe you know I didn't I didn't go down south, but I'm saying like around that region. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to rub your boobs while you do it. <laughs> I get the fucking point. I've been sick ever since. What the fuck? Fucking Milwaukee, you motherfuckers. Um, it sounds like fucking the godfather. <laughs> yeah, right now with my voice. Uh, look, o- ODU hired uh, Ricky Renee, offense coordinator of Penn State. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. That was a good hire. That's an interesting hire. I'm going to give that one a B. For ODU, I'm gonna give that like a B plus. Okay, all right. Drinkowitz, Missouri. I don't think there's an O in there. I think it's just Drinkowitz. I'm gonna say Drinkowitz. Okay. (laughs) And I like that they call him Coach Drink. (laughs) I wish he would have gotten hired at. uh, He only spent one year at App State, Arkansas, and been was he a product Coach Drink there or West Virginia? He would mean even better. Um, He walked into the best scenario. Now I'm not Drink. Drinkowitz been was was a well known. 
uh, offense coordinator at NC state and prior at Boise. Yeah. But I'm saying, uh, he walked into a situation with an experienced quarterback, experienced running back and returning like, like, I think it was uh, like 18 of 22 starters. Yeah. Not a team that had won the conference the year before. I mean, as long as they, they accept him, but I'm saying it could, this could Missouri fall flat on their face by this hire because of one weird year. I mean, fucking Willie Taggart. Like, yeah. And quite frankly, Scott Frost. I hate to say it, but like no, but I think it takes time. You pull the trigger on a coach. That I think Frost is still going to be good. I, think I do it takes think time. I do think Scott Frost has a lot of potential, and you can see that just from like the X's and O's he had put in place, and like some of the stuff he had done at previous stops. But uh, I do think that there's a huge red flag when you're hiring a coach off of one or two years worth of track yeah. record. So uh, what are you going to grade? Drink a wits. To Missouri, yeah. See, see, yeah, I yeah. think so. This is the worst one I think of the entire, uh, and I might be eating my words on this. Arkansas, which, by the way, I heard a lot of people pass on Arkansas. Yeah, I heard that. that no was, one wants that yeah. fucking job. So they settled with Sam Pittman, the offensive line coach at Georgia. Georgia. No line coach. <laughs> I was actually in my longing to see. He's never been a coordinator in his life. Yeah. He's one of these guys that cries like when they get the job. He, I think he was in like in tears because <laughs> I, I went back and I looked at his track record. I think the last time he was a head coach was a high school head coach like 30 years ago, sometime in the eighties, maybe early nineties. Uh, so I love this guy getting an opportunity. I hope to <laughs> God, especially an offensive lineman coaching the fucking yeah. hogs. Like, that's what Arkansas should be. They should be a fucking gritty ass run team with big ass, mean ass pulling guards, just fucking mauling. And well, let me tell you, they're not going to be. They're going to be horrible, like they were. <laughs> we shall see, man. I think offensive line coaches often do pretty well. Really, as head coaches. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, you get. A I'm going to give that. A, I'm going to give that an F, though. They think they could have brought well, in a yeah. name. They didn't get anyone with any fucking experience. So. I mean, why would they not look at Levitt? Are we both of us are sick as fuck? Well, I'm sick as a fucking dog. I get all shit faced drunk <laughs> and I sleep with no fucking covers on. My I'm walking what? around my house bare feet. I don't need to hear when you balls are just <laughs> blowing in the fan. I got a fucking <laughs> all right. bat wing. Enough of this bullshit. Mark Mike Norvell, Florida State. I don't think it's his, a home run. No, I don't either. In fact, I think it's kind of lateral. Barely like a fucking yeah. B. You know, I might even say C plus. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's what? 38. Yeah. I know he's been around like his offenses have worked. There's a, there's a part of me that says that, you know, sure. He walked into what Fuente built, but supposedly Fuente had gone to him at Arizona state after year one or two when his offense wasn't working. Yeah. And uh, then Norvell ended up going and being an assistant on Fuente's staff at Memphis before taking over the head coaching job. So uh, I think, though, that his track record shows that he's he can coach some fucking offense. I think I think we should expect him to have a successful offense at Florida State. His track record, however, well, I think Louisville and Clemson might be on another level very soon. Clemson on another level? Can Clemson well, get Clemson, to another level? Uh, Clemson is on another level, but I yeah. think Louisville's headed in that direction. Louisville's going to push, yeah. yeah. Louisville athletics. It's funny. These, these, these city teams, you know, Miami football did it back in the eighties, right? 
when you're able to capitalize on a big city that's like, you know, Memphis is doing it in two sports right now, football and basketball. Louisville coming up football and basketball. Hell, they're just number yeah. one in the nation in basketball. Uh, football team could be good again shortly. Uh, and then who the fuck were we just talking about? Who's Louisville. Louisville. No, but who's the other? Uh, Memphis, Miami. Louisville, Miami. And then Memphis. Who did who the who the fuck just got hired? What are we talking I'm about? Talking about Mike Norvell, Florida State. Norvell. Okay, yeah, Memphis. Okay, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> Either way, you have these cities that come this up. Nike, this Nike bull is fucking with us. It is. Um, <laughs> Norvell just doesn't uh, doesn't have a ton of uh, defense going on on his uh, yeah. track record. So I worry that unless he gets a nice coordinator to go with him, that he's going to have a soft. We were, oh, we were talking about, yeah, uh, Clemson and Louisville getting up to a on different level. On that next level. tier, I think. Yeah. Well, Louisville, in year one, they were supposed to go like two. They went seven, seven and five. I think they're going to beat uh, Mississippi State in the bowl game. They're going to go eight and five. Oh, Memphis, Louisville, Cincinnati was the other one I was thinking oh, of. Okay. Yeah. All these cities that, like, you know, they're, they have good. You, if you're able to harness the, the talent in your area, then you can become a powerhouse. And Louisville, yeah. I don't know how much talent is at their disposal in the but Louisville area. Satterfield is a difference maker. Yeah. And I know that they've come up and been pretty damn good under a couple of coaches. Fucking obviously Petrino got them pretty high. Your boy, Charles um, strong, Charles strong beat Florida in the sugar bowl, uh, went 11 and two. And now we've got Satterfield. So, uh, I think that there is potential. Do I think there's Miami potential there? No, but is there maybe Pittsburgh potential there? They, you're right. Maybe next, more than Pittsburgh. More than potential. Pitt- yeah. They border Ohio. Yeah. It's not far away. Yeah. Um, Lane Kiffin at Ole Miss. I'm going to say D. <laughs> I think it's a horrible hire by them. Uh, in the West, I think this is an absolutely horrible hire. He's going to get his ass kicked. I a know. Lot. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this is he's going to be fired in three to four years. Yeah. I yeah. couldn't believe that they went almost a hundred percent chance of that. Like they're going to get six or seven wins. For three or four years. And then if that's what you want, if you're Ole Miss. It's so funny. I was reading CBS sports article on the coaching hires and they gave that one the home run. That's ridiculous. This guy has failed at every stop. Yeah. I mean, except FAU. FAU, he succeeded. But I would also argue that I don't know that he really succeeded. I know they won the conference championship this year. They won it twice. Okay. But year one, he walked into a great scenario. He did have a lot of transfers. Yeah. Year two, when they were supposed to be good, they were five and seven. Didn't even make a bowl. Yeah. And this past year, I will say the conference USA is probably the worst it's been in like 10 years. You're not going to convince me that he hasn't done a good job at it. Well, of course he's done a decent job. And I'm yeah. saying he's, he's been a success, but they've FAU. never been like, to me, they haven't been like app state. Good. Sure. I don't know if that's the reasonable expectation for, I would actually, but if you're, if you're, if you're a coach that deserves five to $7 million a year or however much they're paying them, then yeah, you should probably be like, New Year's six competitive type guy. I don't, they're not new. Year's I mean, six if competitive. fucking drink wits is a they're not new Year's six competitive. Yeah. They're not, not, not even close to yeah. me. I would have like 15 teams, 20 teams higher than them. Right. Like, well, from Norvell the start, Bell yeah, Memphis has proven more UCF, than Cincy Boise. Uh, what's his name? Yeah. Right. No, granted Florida state's a better job than fucking, uh, Ole Miss. Oh, oh, yeah. But yeah. you'd still figure an sec West powerhouse with the shit ton of money at their disposal can, do a little bit better than like a, a big name that has. Well, I'm sure like his name will get some recruits in, but he'll still, right. he'll still fail. Well, the thing about Ole Miss is that I, what I love about them is they're just, 
their commitment, their acceptance of who they are. You know, they're just like, look, we're going to sleaze. We're, we're never going to compete with yeah. LSU or yeah. Alabama if we do it the right way. So let's just get a sleaze bag in here. Let's be sleazy and let's see how long. Let's get a few years of success out of this. A couple upset wins. Have some fun and get drunk in the process. Right. Hotty toddy. Have a party. All right. Jimmy Lake, Washington. I think that one fits, but I, I, I'm going to say he's never been a head coach. Of, well, I'm going to say B, but I think, I mean, he's been a great coordinator for a long time. Sorry. What was, what was the Jimmy high? Lake at Washington? Jimmy Lake at Washington. Uh, again, you never know until I'm saying he's at least he's been with the regime a long time. Yeah. And Peterson, uh, I mean, Harson was a, uh, is Peterson's USC's next head coach. Well, if urban Meyer goes pro, you have to figure that Peterson is, and you know what? Peterson actually is not at all the same as, uh, uh, Pete Carroll, but they both were like a little, not flashy kind of hires. I mean, Peterson track record is certainly flashy, but from a personality standpoint, like Pete Carroll wasn't necessarily considered a flashy hire. (coughs) He's an old gray, like washed, washed up retread. But if you got a guy that can coach the game of football, he can become like a hot shot, like, you know, personality, you give him the spotlight all of a sudden that personality comes out. That certainly happened with Pete Carroll. I wouldn't be surprised to see, uh, you know, our guy Peterson really become a, become a star. With the correct media exposure, you know, he can be a, he can be. What do you think of Lake though? B? C? What are you going to say? C. Okay. What do you expect at Washington? Should they have really high expectations? There's a ton of talent in Seattle. Always. Seattle's a huge fucking city. They won a national, I mean, they basically won a national championship in 92, was it? Yeah. And then I think again, almost 30 years ago, uh, almost uh, no, that with new highs. again, they, they should have been in playing in a, in a, in what, if we had a real playoff, yeah, they would have, uh, been because they went, I think they went what 11 and one. Yeah. They had, they yeah. had a couple really good years. Um, Shiano at Rutgers. I think we both said a, yeah. Now we still have surprisingly Jeff Tedford resigned at, at Fresno state because of health conditions. Yeah. That job's still open. That's fucking huge, man. Yeah. They should go Levitt. He would make them filthy. Fresno, yeah, get that tough. Uh, yeah, Central Valley. And then uh, we still don't have New Mexico. hasn't signed. It uh, hasn't uh, landed a head coach yet. So those two in the Mountain West still open. Guys, we're gonna hit on some other topics here, but I want to tell you, but we're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ever thought about starting your own sports book? We don't know how. Ace Per Head is here to help you start your own sports book. They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 nonstop and some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Go to aceperhead.com backslash SGP. That's aceperhead.com backslash SGP. Whoo! How do you see uh, Wofford beat North Carolina in basketball today? That's right. They two out of three years now. Two out of three years, and uh, and Wilmington beating uh, UNC last I, year. I think it was Wilmington. We're not one hundred percent on that. We should pull up UNC's basketball. Somebody I, I thought upset him last year. I'm pretty sure it was Wilmington, but let me double check. I think Wofford's won two of three. Twenty. What would that have been? Twenty eighteen. Eighteen nineteen season. Yeah. But college basketball in full swing. Ohio State took an L on the road 
at Minnesota. Well, they took a bad L against UNC last year. I'm not sure it was Wilmington. Someone just pull up UNC's basketball schedule. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they took a, a loss to Wofford. Ohio State got whipped by uh, Minnesota. We saw Louisville take an L to Texas Tech without Texas Tech's leading scorer. College basketball starting. It's almost full swing. We're doing this thing now. Michigan losing three of their last four. That Michigan-Oregon game was amazing. Tell me you yeah. watched that game. Uh, you had a chance to check that game? I did not. That was like a tournament game, dude. Really? That was like Dayton and uh, Kansas in, in Maui a couple weeks back. Those are the two best games I've seen all year. Yeah. Where the, like the, the level of play was so elite that I was yeah. like, man. That was close. At the end. How about that NC State buzzer beater you... Uh, Tagged me on. Oh, dude. And we got the cover with that. Yeah. <laughs> I got the cover for my lock. Thank God. Dude, I had, you know, I was on Greenboro. Uh, that's right. Yeah. You lucky fucks. <laughs> Tell me you saw the Col- the ending of the Colgate Cincinnati game. Uh, Colgate Cincinnati. Colgate upset Cincinnati this weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the motherfucker shoots he, the half he court. He shot, shot it with, with half court with like four seconds right. on the clock. Guy gets the rebound. They and foul he gets him fouled. Inexplicably. Yeah. Like they just bump into him on yeah. accident. Fucking idiots. That's what you'd expect from Cincinnati. <laughs> That's an undisciplined <laughs> program. Absolutely hilarious game. <clears throat> I'm dying over here. College basketball, though, full swing. It must have been a couple years ago because it doesn't look like no, they had. Wofford beat them a couple two years ago. Yeah, but I don't think they any, they took any bad L's last year because. Uh, oh okay. Looks like they beat everyone they should have last year. But um, okay, so Wofford still beat them two out of three years though. Yeah. Um, how about the fucking what are they Terriers? Yeah, Terriers doing it. How uh, how you feeling about your Wahoos? Wahoos are looking all right. Fucking long break between games. Last game they played was uh. What last Sunday, so a week ago, and then they don't play until this coming Wednesday. So, fucking 10 days. That's a I'm, little long. I'm starting to heat up. I was doing horrible in November, which I feel like is kind of kind of normal yeah. of us. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna admit this too yeah. like, just the level of attention I'm able to pay to it, you know, let alone like learning these teams, but like now I'm starting to like listen to more college basketball podcasts as opposed to college football. Yeah. Starting to pick up on little stuff here and there. It's always extremely tough. I feel like November when you're hitting both, you yeah. learn. Yeah, exactly. There's only so you're much in like the fucking time you thick of football season. So coming into the, day, I finally, uh, I had a great night, uh, yesterday, but I was seven ninety nine and 781. Got the winning record. Dude, I go. was in November. I was below 500. Uh, still locks. I'm under 500 on locks. I'm only three under. Yeah. I think we're both in the same boat on that one. Yeah. You're actually close to me on the, uh, every game record. Nick's NC Nick's in third, uh, NC Nick's leading the locks category though. Yeah. We're inverse. Yeah. Inverted. There. So, but like I said that, I think that's traditionally, I don't want to say traditionally that's our order, but I'll say traditionally we struggle in November. Yeah. I, I, you, even some of December, you're learning about these teams. Like, you know, some of these teams where you're just like, how the fuck, you know, you can read all the preseason magazines. You can listen to all the, and the, the teams are learning about themselves. Yeah. It's like they, they haven't like a team doesn't really find their identity half the time until a couple, a month or two into the season. And then they become a little more easy to, uh, prognosticate, you know? Now I'll tell you this. I mean, look, I know Monday you're going to, if you're listening to this, uh, today, you know, we're recording this on, on Sunday night, but Monday, there's not a lot of great games, um, but Tuesday we get to dive into some uh, some big time college basketball games. Uh, Providence at Florida, even though Providence has been struggling a little bit this year, 
I'm excited to check that game out. Florida, even even Florida's been struggling a little bit. Oklahoma at Creighton, Purdue at Ohio, dangerous little upset spot. San Francisco at Stanford, Temple at Miami, and I do believe I think I think later in the week we get North Carolina Gonzaga. Very nice. Do the Tar Heels lose <clears throat> it, three in a row? Will they be out of the top twenty-five after their loss? I think they should be. Yeah, they need to start Some thinking bad about bad losses. They do need to start thinking about theirs. Um. What other takeaways on college basketball? Dayton. I think Dayton is a, is going to be a, I think Dayton looks like one of the best teams in the country right now. Yeah. I'd say like if that, this season is going to be magical because of this, I can already tell you like last year, I feel like Virginia had an edge on everybody. Yeah. And it actually worked out where I thought they would choke. Yeah. Yeah. Given their track record. I don't know. Like right now, if you're telling me who's the best team in the nation, I don't know, but I will say this having listened to, uh, I'll give a little, Credit where it's due. Gary Parrish and uh, Matt Norlander over on uh, the CBS College Basketball Podcast. Mm-hmm. Gary Parrish. By the way, people from Memphis. Memphis is a fucking saucy town. Uh, Justin Timberlake, he's a wannabe, but he thinks he's black, <laughs> right? That's but Gary Parrish, the first like... Think he thinks he's black. He wants to be. <laughs> the first, The first like year I listened to Gary Parrish... I was 100% convinced he was black. There was no doubt in my mind. And then, like, I saw his picture. I was like, what the fuck? Right? And then, <laughs> I don't know that I've ever seen his picture. He's just this bald, cue ball looking dude with glasses. Cool, cool dude, but, like, this guy's got a lot of soul, you know? And he's Memphis all the way. He's all Memphis. So he's hyping, hyping the Tigers. Uh, Memphis, big win. Uh, I, I was on them, yeah. uh, beating Tennessee. Penny's doing it even without, even without what's his name? Yeah. Wiseman. Uh, They're talking about that, that rivalry may, may dude, they may could not go continue. deep this year, man. Yeah. Like right now, like if I had to go like what teams look, I know Kansas is undefeated, mm-hmm. uh, but even I've seen games where I thought Kansas kind of struggled, but I do think there, there's a, like a level of like elite where I'd probably throw these teams in there right now. Louisville, Kansas, Dayton, Gonzaga, Michigan, Ohio State, and I'm you sure think Duke could get there. Maryland Duke could get there. Maryland could get there. Um, I would even say, keep an eye out on Oregon. Yeah, keep uh, Dayton. I, I I put Dayton in there. You right? put Dayton in there. Um, yeah. Oregon's playing ball. Oregon, uh, probably Kentucky. Put in there. Kentucky's close. Yeah. Um, Memphis is close. Auburn's undefeated. I don't know that I trust Auburn. Yeah. I watched a couple of games this year, but I mean, they're dangerous. Yeah. And then Texas tech, where's I mean, Texas tech. The fact that they just went over to, to New York city and beat yeah, Louisville fact- with their top score out. Yeah. Texas I mean, tech's top score was out, not Louisville's. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm like That's suddenly a pretty believe- good indicator or a pretty good. Uh, well, he lost 80% of his team last year. Yeah. He's one of these guys as the season goes along, the team fits more and more into he his model. It out. Yeah. So I would say definitely, Watch out for uh, Texas Tech, uh, Baylor. Baylor's pretty good. Yeah, Baylor. Baylor's becoming a program that like yeah keeps finding themselves near the top of the heap. Uh, I'm trying to think if I'm forgetting a thoughts couple. on Penn State. They're they're very good. <laughs> I never thought I'd see Penn State basketball they're very come good. up. They're getting they're getting better. I was on that against uh, Maryland. Yeah. Uh, thoughts on Georgetown, which by the way, congratulations to Georgetown for beating UVA in the national championship of soccer today. 
Did you watch that game? Another mid-Atlantic team. No, I don't think it was even on TV. <laughs> um, soccer, huge sport in America. Um, um, well, look. I, know I noticed you. <clears throat> there's one team you didn't fucking include in there. Who's that? Virginia. Virginia. Well, look. I need to see more scoring. You can't score 40 against Maine, <laughs> and and have me just convinced that they're going to go there. All right. I'll, I'll say Virginia. Yes, defensively, they're probably going to be in that mix. Yeah. Much like oh, who else? They said, do need to find some offense. They gotta find. You yeah. score forty six points against Maine. Yeah, buddy, you got butt fucked you got by issues. Purdue. Yeah. What about like Texas? You know, dude, I was watching Texas Central Michigan on Saturday, and Texas stormed back to win this game late. Yeah. For a minute, I was thinking Shaka was gonna Shaka, be done. Shaka Central is, Michigan was up like fourteen at one he point. He keeps flirting with the fucking uh, hot seat. It's gonna get him. Uh, uh, this he needs a big year. They need to. They need to rally. It's gonna be a team to watch. Uh, what will wait LSU, maybe Florida. Can they get find their way? Who else? Barkley Malone VCU. Don't, 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 don't shit on VCU. VCU is not bad. VCU is, uh, th- that mid major that you got to keep looking out for. Yeah, buddy. So, um, what about Georgetown? Oh yeah. That's no, there's a fight. I don't know what's going on there. But maybe, that- maybe they've made a few strip trips to the Milwaukee strip club. Got a little sick. <laughs> <laughs> had to go. They said the they country. lost four of their uh, key players already to transfer. Yeah, but they keep winning. They're playing at a higher level. Seven and three. I don't no, know but that. I'm saying their three losses were when they had the four players. Right. Uh, since then, they've yeah turned it on. Interesting. <laughs> they look good. They they whooped Syracuse's ass pretty much the whole game. Yeah. Syracuse, I, they're not going to make the tournament this year. I'm going to say that unless yeah, we're going to see Bayhams coaching because. I've watched them like five or six times. They're struggling. They're not that They're good. They're not very good, man. Yeah. NC State could come up. Florida State should be should be in the mix again. Uh Purdue probably in the mix in the Big Ten again. I want to see uh if the American can put anyone else except for uh Memphis in the in the mix. Houston, but they lost tonight, man. Wichita, Houston, fucking Cincy. Wichita will probably get in this year. Yeah. I watched that Wichita Oklahoma game over the weekend. Sitting the nine and one right now. Yeah. But since he's taking a step back, UCF's taking a step back. Um East Carolina's in 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 the working <laughs> they're working it out. <laughs> working out the kinks. Tulane is up a little bit, man. I like that Georgia State hire they did with Ron Hunter. Um but hold on. Let's talk. Go let's let's go back to college football for a second. Before we yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah. But before we talk college football, because we're gonna I, I'm gonna tell you how much I hate the bowl games, but um yeah. Not not what we said earlier, but the actual bowl matchups. I want you to pull get get ready to pull up the bowl matchups because I'm yeah. gonna read an ad. All right. All right. I want to tell you that the college experience is brought to you by Manscaped, right? Look, Patty C. You're a manscaping type of guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like to show off the goods. You're going to go out to a, uh, to a sizzler on a Friday night with your, with your woman. That's right. You're going to, I'm going to pull a woman gonna, from the sizzler on a Friday <laughs> night. Hey, sweetheart. I see you're at the salad bar. I'm at the salad bar too. <laughs> we got something in common. That's right. How about we, uh, go bottom shelf here. Yeah, and, how, about, uh, how about I show you this loaded baked potato of mine? Boom. Um, look, I know that before you go to Sizzler, you think, hey, that's a good meal they got over there. Yeah. Let, let me shave and take care of business All right. down low. I'm going to find me a 50-year-old leather-faced fucking whore <laughs> over there, and I don't want to disappoint. That's what I'm saying. So you you take care of the old family jewels, you know what I mean? That's right. So support 
For the Sports Gaming Podcast comes from Manscaped, who is one of the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Wow. Boom. We both said family jewels. Um, Patty sees blowing his nose, right? Blowing your nose is a form of manscaping. <laughs> Some say. Look, he's taking care of his nose. He's got to go home to to his lady. You know, and take care of the nose. I, You know... Let me ask you this: When you're manscaping, do we do we do like designs here? Do you, do you take it all the way down? I do a little Bosworth in mine. You do a little, <laughs> little center part. No, yeah. you do like the little sh- side yeah, shelf. I fluff out a little hair. Like, little you know Michael Irvin uh, side <laughs> yeah, slices. Definitely, man. Oh yeah, definitely. vanilla ice. You gotta have fun with it. Oh yeah. I wish I had more hair on my I back and my ass. Or I would do that. <laughs> I'm the only one that wishes they had more hair on their back and their ass. Because right? I would do. do, I, would, do I would play with it. You know what right. I mean. But, I like um, to give my cock sideburns. <laughs> you should do that, man. Yeah. And you, you know why you should do that? And, and what tool would help you do that? Well, first, let me tell you, uh, jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past unless you want to style out your, your pubes. Um, it's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season, Patty C. I'm talking about the new Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. I'm just thinking about if one day we have a political career, <laughs> someone takes this shit. Up. I'll fucking destroy it in a political career. Get yeah. me, get me up there with, get me up there with fuck. I'll, I'll be like Trump on the other side of it. You know, yeah. Trump was like the one that can belittle. He can take a joke, people shitting on him. Yeah, he's talking about someone's small hands. Yeah, I'm right there, man. <laughs> we throwing it right back. I at can him. fucking do that. You yeah. know what I mean? Um. It's what all presidential races should be, right? Yeah, yes. For now, like a, just a it's like a roast. It's out, like a like, fucking yeah. roast. <laughs> Um, that's why this revolutionary company manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin safe technology. So this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts, which Patty C's got a lot of experience in. It's also waterproof. So you can use it in the shower, which Patty C has zero experience in. The lawnmower 2.0 comes inside the perfect package 2.0, which makes your perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep yourself trimmed, cut free and smelling nice down there. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as your balls. That's just fucking gross. All right. Speaking of uh, sweaty and stinky balls, <laughs> I am thankful for the crop reviver. Um, this product along with the crop preserver keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, sticking, and just keep, Keeps them looking beautiful. All these products. I'm actually kind of legit interested in that. In the, in the crop preserver? Yeah, dude. My balls. <laughs> I get the Sahara Nevada or the Sahara Desert. Uh, not Sahara. <laughs> Sahara Nevada? You're throwing like a beer <laughs> on your fucking nuts? Yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's like Frank it. Drebin. Remember when he like comes in and he just throws a bottle of champagne on his nuts? <laughs> like pours a bottle of champagne on his nuts? And that's what you got to do. You got you to gotta pour the champagne down the nuts and <laughs> have the lady drink it right off the nuts. Okay, I don't know what the fuck we're I talking about. I got so much snot this coming out of This is a college me. experience. I need a, can we get an ad for fucking NyQuil? Because I'm just going to chug fucking NyQuil over here. <laughs> Look, the perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped we're boxer briefs. We're still doing briefs. this fucking ad. <laughs> Dude, this thing is like a fucking essay, right? <laughs> uh, it'll keep your junk from, from, from feeling fresh all day. Or, you know, keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to uh, upgrade those over that used pair of boxers Petty C found in the garbage in Hollywood, you filthy animal. <laughs> You're like, hey, there's only one hole in these. I can still use I, these. I, w- I will say that, like, uh, I've become a dirtier man. When I was, like, in, in college, 
and I had a washing machine right there in my fucking house. Right now, I have to go downstairs and use washing machine. Uh, oh, okay. yeah, I have to go You're, all the way down yeah, the elevator and walk loser. across the fucking garage. And uh, no, but when it was right there in my house, I would never wear the same pair of boxers twice. Right now, gets the laundry day, haven't done them. I gotta fucking go and get another pair. But guess what? I don't know if I had a particularly sweaty nut day, right? The previous time oh, I wore them. So I got to give my boxers Tell a sniff. Tell me you Febreze. So I sniff okay. my own boxers before putting them on. Wow. I thought that was, I saw a friend do that, and I Look, thought it was the most you, bizarre thing ever. And then Look, I adopted the fucking. Next week, yeah. I'll buy the Woodford Reserve. Yeah. Just go out and just buy like four pa- four bags of boxers or four, go to Costco. Boxers. No, I did that. I stepped my game up. But, but you just have so much that, you know, if you have like 50 pairs of boxers, Right. You're good for like you a, never do it. Yeah. You know, but here's the thing. On principle, like I'm like a World War II fucking uh child. Not really. Or what do they call that? The fucking uh did they used to wear their boxers? No, they just were they would conserve everything. It was before the okay. what do they call that? The baby boom. Right before the World War II <laughs> when everyone got Wall Street the Great stock depression. Or depression. I'm a depression child, okay? Okay. So like because uh, you're depressed all the time. I'm a depressed I'm a depressed person because <laughs> I, I wear boxers that have sweat all over them. No. I uh, I don't like to waste, and so if I wear boxers for like four hours after the shower, I take a little nap, and then I fucking change, take it, do another shower, yeah, because I like clean nuts. I might put on the same. Why are we still talking about this? I put on the same pair of keep, boxers, keep going in there. right? Can't wait for your political career. <laughs> I put on the same pair of boxers, right? Well, I'm Patty C. I, I put on the same pair of boxers two days in a row. I don't want to waste. You know, I feel like it's wasteful to wash a pair of boxers and only wear them for four hours. I'll tell you this. I think you should get eight to 12 hours of use out of a pair of boxers. I'll tell you this, man. Yeah. My, my entire attire from this strip club in, in, in Milwaukee, yeah. I felt like I needed to burn. Yeah. <laughs> You're covered in hepatitis C. <laughs> <laughs> it's just Everywhere. all over your body. I, just, I was wearing a nice shirt. I was like smelling that shit in Green Bay. I was like, God damn it. What the fuck is on me? <laughs> let me tell you. Let me ask you this. Yeah. What's your approach to uh, the strip club? I didn't have any this time this night. Well, look, my friends had gone there multiple nights. Yeah. I was in the middle of hanging out with college experience fans. Cause I'm a fucking true professional. You are. And then I thought, Hey, let me go. Well, they kind of, it wasn't the plan. The plan was we were watching Wisconsin, Ohio state and did like, uh, let's just say 20 car bombs. <laughs> and when that happens, left turns and right turns can be made. And next thing you know, we find ourselves at a strip club. Yeah. And, uh, my approach at that point was fuck this. I'm, I don't want to spend my money here. Yeah. And then my friends were all talking to women. Yeah. And I thought, well, let me ask I you thought this. some of them were kind of like, just look kind of shitty. Yeah. And then I saw one that I thought looked like, you know, Dime. porn star hot. Yeah. And I went up and talked to her and she liked me. Next thing you know, I spent all my money. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Well, let me tell you what, here's why I'm a douchebag because among other reasons. Yeah. I'm such a, a a tool that I actually get intimidated by the hottest strippers at the strip club. And I go for the hottest. Right. Well, that's what most people should do because it's going to yeah. cost you the same fucking amount of money for the most part. Uh, but I'm like, oh, she's too hot for me. Let me go with this like fucking half pregnant, like saggy <laughs> ass stripper. Uh, you know, the Monday morning strippers with like bullet holes in them. <laughs> right. They were like hot 20 years ago. Right. Dude, Matt, my brother was telling me about uh, down in San Diego 
you uh, stopped off to get an oil change on like a Tuesday afternoon at like noon, and right next to the gas station was a strip. Tell club. me he went in too. He went in there, <laughs> and he said it was absolute garbage. He said one of the strippers was pregnant. <laughs> so yeah, man, that's pretty bad. That's tough. That's a tough way to make a buck when you actually have a child in you. But um, I, the, my, the strippers even gave me a free T-shirt, man. They were in my best interest for my pocketbook. <laughs> Colby in there made a fucking profit. <laughs> I made a, well, not really, but I mean, right. I got a t-shirt out of it and I must've been talking about my, my, my career. <laughs> I don't know if it was the podcast some or stand up because I think I invited her to the show in Chicago. Yeah. And, uh, we got some strippers in Milwaukee following us. Well, listen they, to us well, right they, now. They definitely followed me on Instagram. Nice. So, Hey, Hey, the, the, the Colby D one man's, classy. Tr- one man's trash is another man's treasures. There you go. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's someone else's trash. It's our treasure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, here's what I'm saying. Tis I mean, the season to manscape. This is, <laughs> this is my approach. You go yeah. in there, you take the ones, you go with the ones, you don't get the lap dance. You make the ones be your lap dance, right? What do you mean? The one, the $1 bills, the $1 bills, you bring them over oh. to you, you sit them on your lap on like in the main area. I didn't even do that, dude. You, you get your jollies in there and then you keep them on the hook for like Look, my squirrel 10 minutes, giving them $1 every 30, 30. I, I spent money, but I'm saying like I was back there. And another thing was like, normally like from my experience with a lot of strip clubs, they don't let you go. Like, I mean, I was obviously pretty hammered, but the next thing you know, like I know I was sucking nipples and stuff. So I mean like, it got to a level where normally I feel like they'd be like, dude, you can't do that. But in Milwaukee, things, <laughs> things happen. You know yeah. what I mean? They're like, our economy is struggling. Yeah. My next door neighbor is the uh, guy from, was it Stephen, uh, Stephen Avery. Stephen Avery. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, the good people of Milwaukee, the good people of Wisconsin. I love them. They came down to the comedy show. The strippers followed me on Instagram. I love this state. Right? It's a good state. It's good people. Very good state. Even it's just, you're trying to bash it because your ex did you dirty. The you green Bay whore. Cause I fell in one green Bay whore. Did you was, dirty? And you're was, trying to blame the whole fucking state. I, I was in love with her. You All know right. She did. Well, look, I'm in love with manscaped <laughs> and I'm trying to read this fucking ad for 30 minutes. <laughs> I know you're excited about the crop preserver. 85% of women think bad grooming is a major turnoff. So that means <laughs> Did they interview 85%? Did they interview 100% of Petty C's history? Um, uh-huh. 80% of women think men should manscape below the belt. That was an independent study. Who are these other 20%? These nasty ass women. <laughs> 89% of men think good grooming is essential to their professional success. Business wire. I think that's probably a little bit of bullshit. Yeah, there. that's, that's um, completely bullshit. They've also partnered with the testicular cancer society to raise awareness about the most common form of cancer in men 15 to 35 and provide help and support to fighters, survivors, and caregivers. Amen. They have the lawnmower 2.0, which is way better than the original lawnmower. How much better now trims at 6,000 strokes per minute up to 4,000 per minute from the original, the original lawnmower that is. And uh, their battery life improved from 15 minutes to 60, all on one charge. And it includes rechargeable batteries, no more double A's. Now you're going to have those batteries and you're going to get some fucking double C's in your Let life. Let me ask you this. <laughs> if you need 60 minutes of battery life to trim your balls, <laughs> that's like you never know you what's going and on. all your friends can trim your balls with the same trimmer. <laughs> you never know what's going on in life, Betty. So that's true. Maybe you're on a conference call 
Maybe things are getting a little bit slower. All right. Or know? maybe you're just going extreme detail. Maybe here you're watching by the Army Navy game. True. <laughs> Dude, I took Army plus 11, and I'm thinking this is a steal. Yeah. What the fuck? Idiot. Jeff Munkin. Look, get over to manscaped.com. Check out their shit. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Montalolo had a nice year. <laughs> he did have a nice year. Yeah. Arizona should have hired him. <coughs> I'm dying, dude. Okay. Give me five, your top five. Or r- run through these bowl games. All right. Give, well, me some, give me some matchups here. I thought I pulled it up. This oh. Saturday, we have like Buffalo and Charlotte in the fucking Bahamas Bowl. All right, let me. Let Charlotte, me. though, I told you that Will Healy hire was good. Lance Leopold doing his thing at Buffalo. I like both those coaches. Love the Healy hire. I think Charlotte's a team to watch in the future. Another city that you talked about. I'm not buying it just yet, but well, we'll see. I just don't think uh, year one their first ever bowl game. Char- the other thing about Charlotte is Carolina is already a pretty fucking well mined state. Yeah, that's almost for like. South Carolina. There's four Division One or four FBS teams, four Power Five teams in there, and a fucking uh, good team in ECU. You know, <laughs> already in the state like and App State. Good but luck, Charlotte. Mucinex is kind of bullshit. I've took a Mucinex, and this shit, I still have like mucus everywhere. Not doing it. Not yeah. doing the job. Um, let's see games. I'm interested. In. Obviously, got to have a little fun with the boys who watch, and even though Peterson won't be coaching it. Kind of, or will no, he? No, he is coaching. He is coaching. And I think it's a, that's a great way to go out. Yeah, versus your old... Uh, the real staple of yeah. who made you who you are. Yeah, your old mentor. Uh, uh, Harson versus uh, Peterson. That'll be a fun one. That's um, <laughs> December 21st. Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't care about the dates. And they just rattle some of Hawaii, these Hawaii, BYU. A little no, interesting. Not interesting. Doesn't do anything no. for you. Definitely got a, a recruiting angle for the Mormons going on there. Kind of hate how they did that. I would love to see. I think a different BYU approach. took that game well in advance. That's what I'm saying. It's strictly I feel like for this the recruiting. Game happens very often, so I don't really care. Yeah, that's true. Um, anything else that's jumping off? Oklahoma State A and M. That's uh, cool, but I mean that used to be a Big Twelve matchup, so that's cool. But I mean, yeah. Oklahoma State. Does, I don't think Spencer Sanders is going to play. Curious to see if Iowa can beat USC. I could care less about that game. You're very hard to please. These matchups suck. I want that pilot. <laughs> Notre Dame, Iowa State. How do you feel about I, that? I, that I am intrigued. I to knew see. you'd like. That's that like game. one of my top five. I knew you'd yeah. like that game. A team you hate versus a team you love. Uh, obviously, Florida versus Virginia. No zero interest a, for me. Well, you aren't quite understanding the recruiting and the implications. Well, I know that, but the a game fucking sucks. ten win season. You think until Bryce fucking Har- uh, Bryce, Bryce Harper, Bryce Harper brings a championship to Washington, <laughs> she did Bryce Perkins <laughs> runs a championship over. to, to where Charlottesville, baby. He's going to, he's great. He graduated orange bowl championship. A championship to the XFL fucking <laughs> battle Hawks. Uh, Utah, Texas really doesn't Michigan, Alabama does a little something that, that, for me. The Michigan, Alabama is the second. There's two in my top five. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota, Auburn, a little nah. fun. Yeah. Look, that's about it. It's pretty, pretty it's terrible. A horrible job of. of I mean, obviously, the the playoff matchups themselves are good teams playing I, against each other. Ohio State, Clemson is two thirteen and no teams. You can't fucking argue it, Colby. There's nothing you can say. Yes, I can to say that. Like, yes, I can. When App State played a better schedule, dare I say? Sure, but that doesn't mean that Clemson did anything to not deserve to be where they are. Oh, they played in the ACC. It just means that maybe. So you're State saying a thirteen year, a thirteen and zero ACC team is better than a twelve and one, uh, com- from another conference. 
Not necessarily, but I'm saying that if, when you win every game, it's the same argument for uh, UCF. I know, but There's UCF nothing you can you can't UCF really schedule better than Clemson's was this year. Well, I can, I'm not arguing that, and I and I, I think that you know, in order to support UCF, we have to say that. Clemson does deserve their shot. But check too. us out. I don't like Clemson. But I don't like, I don't like Ohio to, state. Yeah. I have zero interest in watching this game. Clemson. I will say this Clemson with the, a win. I'm going to watch it. I'm going to bet should it. Win, should Clemson win this, right? Yeah. And should Clemson beat whoever wins the uh, peach bowl, right? Yeah. In new Orleans for the national championship. Clemson will have won three of the last four national championships. Okay. Well, they're not really national championships. Okay. Okay. Yeah, okay. Three of the last four national championships officially, you know, invitationals, what have you. Yeah. Uh, this is a team that has potentially four of the top five recruits in the country, looking at probably another number one recruiting class and looking at a- another free ride. Florida State's years away. I actually kind of There's no love one it. else in the ACC that's going to challenge. I don't hate Clemson. I kind of love it, though, because, like, they're becoming – well, they're giving the SEC a little taste yeah. of their own medicine, yeah. Yeah. so I like that. But uh, so I mean, obviously, I'm rooting for Clemson. Are you kidding but me? But if Clemson keeps going, State. if Clemson keeps going, say they win another one because their schedule isn't isn't exactly murderers row next year. I don't want to say. I mean, let's look at their fucking uh, non conference next year. They could. They're going to they be on the, at a conference, a 30 game win streak. If they win the national championship, Don't they get like Auburn or something. No, that was a couple of years ago. Who do they get? Let me see here. I'll pull this up in one second. Clemson's 2020 football schedule includes <sighs> trash. Who trash Akron. <laughs> uh, Akron's the worst team in the nation. The There's 130th team in the nation. Yeah. Akron, the Citadel, both at home. UMass beat Akron. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, the, the worst team in the country. Yeah. 130th worst team in the country. So they open next year with the worst team in FBS, um, which based on the fact that there's probably at least 40 teams in the uh, FCS better is like the hundred. What do the math for you? Oh, 50th, probably like, 160th yeah, worst maybe team, even further than 170th that. worst yeah. team in the country. Um, then they have a late season game. Oh my gosh. They're November. They don't play any conference games in the or one conference game in the month of November. Kind of weird. Uh, Do they play anyone good next year at Notre Dame? And that is book gone. Is book book back next year. I think book comes back. That's where the streak ends. I believe they're going to be on a 38 game win streak at that point. Should they win the playoff? Wait, you think Notre Dame is going to be Clemson? I think Notre Dame is a traditional streak breaker. Notre Dame broke it. Uh, When's the last time Notre Dame beat a really good team? UCLA's 88 game winning streak in uh, the seventies under John Wooden in basketball. <laughs> they broke. He's going to, they to John Wooden to prove his point. Oklahoma's 55 <laughs> game win streak back in the 1950s. <clears throat> I'm too sick. Let's get Notre the fuck Dame is the streak breakers <clears throat> and they're going to do it again against Clemson next year after Clemson runs the table. And, uh, but yeah, that still probably wouldn't keep uh Clemson's going. Clemson might be in the next ten national championships, folks. There we go. They're gonna pull a John Wooden. Um, look, I don't know what else to say besides my fucking throat is sore. I hate you. Um, I'm gonna be rooting for Clemson. I might be rooting for Clemson to win the whole fucking thing. Well, I think uh, it's gonna come down to either Clemson or fucking uh, Joe Burrow for me. 
and Orgeron. I love Orgeron. Dude. It's tough to root against yeah. that, but I don't want the SEC winning. I'm rooting but for also something. if Oklahoma was to pull the upset, I could. I, I could still got my him. boy Ruffin McNeil. That's true. And Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley's kind of cool. <clears throat> so, and you got you got to you got to like the Jalen Hurts story a little bit. He finally gets that national championship. Yeah. Uh, How did Baylor lose that game? By the way, I had to do a show, so I missed it. Baylor uh, was winning. You know what happened? Let me tell you what happened. Uh, this is where talent really takes over. Um, Baylor catches a pass. They're down by three, right? Boom. The guy's got a five yard lead booking for the end zone with about two minutes left in the game, maybe a minute and a half, right? To take the lead and fucking, uh, basically seal their trip to the playoff, presumably. And he gets fucking hawked from behind by this Oklahoma cornerback, right? At like the 10 yard line. Drive stalls out, they kick a field goal to tie, and then they lose oh, in so overtime. They should have won the game. If they should have won the fucking game if he was a little faster. That's why you always get and one. And that's why five star talent fucking. LaVisca Chanel was a three star that would probably burn all of them. That's true. But it hurt to watch that because it's like, dude, fucking run just a little faster and you're in the national championship. But no, you're fucking slow. But they had so to recruit guess what? Brad Mustard. You're playing in the uh, <laughs> fucking consolation prize game. All right, dude, my throat is fucking killing me. All right, guys, I can sit here and talk. One of these days we should do a 10 hour podcast. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just we to should. do it. We should. We get some strippers over here. We get some of the fans. Yeah, maybe, over. maybe we do a 10 hour podcast when we go to Milwaukee. Just take the show on the road. Boom. Get some frozen custard. Get some, <laughs> get some, some frozen cheese curds or cr- cubes or whatever <laughs> <Right>. the fuck. <laughs> and, and some uh, strippers throw their nipples some in your nips, face. Yeah. Some strip nips. And you then make we're sure your man shaved before this. <laughs> All right. My throat's killing me. Hey, I'm one, one more thing I want to throw out What's here. That? You're doing your last minute fucking holiday shopping right now, right? This is the huge opportunity, right? To go on Amazon, right? And throw our fucking code on there. Is yes. this still going? Well, you can go to what, for the for the merch? Yeah, for yes. the merch. You can you can either go Amazon or you can go through uh no, just go to sportsgallingpodcast.com. Yeah. Click on the merch that'll feed you through that. Yeah. So just go that way and check out all of our great content at sportsgallingpodcast.com. A lot of editorials. We do our college basketball picks daily. College football bowl games coming up. FCS playoffs. We'll have our picks out this weekend. I went. I went undefeated on my FCS picks uh, oh. this past uh, Friday. Um, and uh, yeah, this is the college experience. If you give us a follow, uh, we're on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. If you give us a follow on Twitter, that we are at the SGP Network. We're also on Instagram at Sports Gambling Podcast. And uh, on Twitter, Patty C is on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick, who does a lot of picks for us on Twitter at NC underscore Nick. And I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. And we might have some more news for coming for you in, uh, you know, Christmas, Christmas time-ish area. We're going to, we're going to preview these bowl games. We got bowl games this weekend. It'll be on the spreadsheet. Try to cover them on the next episode as well. Uh, quick Bahamas bowl. You taking Charlotte or Buffalo? Spread. I don't know the spread off the top of my head, but well, it's I'm out taking, there. It's out there right now. I'm taking Buffalo straight up, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'll find. Well, we'll 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 do all that shit. I'm going to take the Bulls too. But this is the college experience, guys. We appreciate all you fans that came out and showed up for the show. We appreciate each and every one of you guys. Share the podcast if you don't mind. You better start thinking about yours. Patty, see any last words? Hey, go Dukes, baby! Oh, he's got a big weekend ahead of him. Go Dukes, he says. Go eat that burrito on the sideline. Let me know how it is. This is the college experience, guys. You better start thinking about yours. And we are out.
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter, and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.